Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Got no cheddar, got no money, according to Timberland. Classic song, and it applies to everybody who is being forced to pay increasingly higher and higher rent rates. And it brings it all back full and center as the illegal aliens are embraced by almost every elected Democrat in the city and state. As all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez... Jerry the Whale Nadler, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. He's not my mayor. I uh, have all called on Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb to extend health coverage to all the illegal aliens who continue to flood in. So let me see, Lou, at this point. They get put up now in 109 different hotel, motel, holiday and expresses. In fact, the top five star top shelf hotel that they're residing in all 600 rooms that have been uh, reserved by the city of new york and bankruptcy court where a red chinese owner there of the tallest holiday inn in the world right there on rector street in the shadow of the new york stock exchange where these illegal aliens it's costing us 190 dollars a night no frills but then when you add on three squares and all the other amenities Man, you're looking at $300 a night. And they get a view of the uh, New York City Harbor where they can see the Statue of Liberty. Welcome, you're tired, you're poor, you're wretched. And they're saying, yeah, that's us, that's us. But, oh, boy, that never occurred years and years ago when the immigrants were coming to this country. No, they weren't being put up in five-star hotels at that time, the Waldorf or the Plaza. Hell no. But there they sit. They reject their food. They claim that it's not culturally appropriate to the way they were raised. They're smoking weed. They're drinking Corona with the Cusano in it, with the worm in it. Where we found the worms, I don't know. But whatever the illegal aliens want, the illegal aliens get. And the Democrats, those who consider themselves moderate Democrats, although I don't even know if that applies any longer, and the extreme socialists, because they're not even Democrats, They want more money, more money, more money from us to house the illegal aliens as they flood in and now to extend free health coverage 
which is just going to cause more illegal aliens to choose this as their final destination when they bum rush across the border from Mexico into Texas, and they tell Catholic Charities, which is just a syndicate for taking federal tax dollars and bringing in illegal aliens, most of whom south of the border are Catholic, to fill the pews and the aisles of their empty churches on Sunday where the English masses have almost sent nobody in, but the Spanish masses, Spanish language masses, uh, oh, they're packed to the rafters. So that's the southern border. And now many of them are circumventing all of that, and they're going to Mexico City, and they're flying to Montreal or Toronto because uh, North American uh, free trade uh, agreement uh, apparently allows us to free trade in illegal aliens. So they go to Canada And then they filter in, coming down to New York City through Plattsburgh, New York, through Burlington, uh, uh, Vermont, and through New Hampshire. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. We're giving them everything. And then you look at New York City's rent is too damn high candidate who ran for the governor. Remember when that there was that crazy, eclectic race in which Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Francia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. Hey, Andrew, I know you're listening on our FM affiliate, WLIR, right out there to Southampton, where you've hit the mattresses, you're stirring the marinara sauce with your brother Fredo, a.k.a. Chris Cuomo, and your wartime consigliere Joe Pococo with his Louisville baseball bats, who has just been released from federal prison for political corruption. He did six years. You're plotting your return. You're plotting your comeback. And the most interesting thing is years and years ago, he insisted, like his father had Mario, that in any kind of debates, all of the independent candidates be up on the same stage. All of them, obviously, so that the Republican won't have a one-on-one debate. And in that year, it was crazy man, crackpot, lunatic Carl Palatino with his own baseball bat and his bullhorn who in the middle of the debate against Cuomo wandered off stage and actually ended up locking himself into the little boy's room. He was missing uh, parts of the debate. And the guy who stole the show was New York City's rent is too damn high. Remember, that was a a debate that also had the madam, whose campaign manager was Roger Stone. That's right, the madam, who uh, rented out prostitutes, including to Elliot Spitzer with the knee socks on. We're here was New York City's rent is too too damn high candidate at that time. Oh, my God. Jimmy McMillan with his handlebar mustache. Allow me to introduce myself. I represent the rent is too damn high party. People are working eight hours a day and 40 hours a week to some a third job. Women can't afford to take care of their children, feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My main job is to provide a roof over your head, food on the table, and money in your pocket. This is politics as usual. Playing a silly game. It's not going to happen. The rent too damn high movement. The people I'm here to represent can't afford to pay their rent. They're being laid off right now as I speak. They can't eat bread. Listen, someone's stomach, child's stomach just growled. Did you hear it? You got to listen like me. Okay. Let's Mr. talk Nick about Cohen. the issue. Mr. People can't Mr. afford Mr. to Cuomo, pay their rent. 30 Stop. seconds for you, sir. Rent is too damn Now they say cut him off. They gave him a brush. And he was right. He was right then and he's right now. Unfortunately, Jimmy McMillan. Just returned to his rent-stabilized one-bedroom apartment in the Lower East Side in December, 10 months after he had a stroke that sent him to a Queens nursing home for military veterans. That's right, military veterans. While rehabbing there, McMillan appeared remotely in housing court to contest an eviction case against him. They're trying to evict 
Jimmy McMillan, who is a veteran, rent is too damn high candidate. Remember, he made that the theme of his campaign when he tried to oust Andrew Evilich Como. Hey, Andrew, ascendeme tu si provienos facim, and like your father Mario, you are. But anyway, I digress momentarily. So look at this. Is Jimmy McMillan getting evicted? Are we helping him stay in his apartment after he stroked out as a military veteran? No. Tenants utilizing the city's voucher program sued the Adams administration this week, claiming bureaucratic snafus are triggering rent arrears and putting them at risk for eviction. 26,000 households of Americans born here who can't pay their rent were getting vouchers. And the Eric Adams administration, because of their incompetency, have failed to pay their rent. And they'll be ousted in the streets. Now, I would suggest to Jimmy McMillan and to all of these tenants, 26,000, go south of the border to Mexico, come back, claim you're an illegal alien, come through the border, Juarez, it separates into El Paso. Catholic charities will meet you there. They'll give you federal taxpayer dollars. That'll be your petty cash. They'll put you on the Greyhound. They'll pound the hound. You'll come to the Port Authority, and they'll put you up at a three-star hotel in the city of New York. Now, 909 of them have been leased for that purpose. This is a real WD Scarciata. And then all of a sudden, as Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, was uh, taking a victory lap because uh, he finally had a signed contractual agreement with the PBA, which boosts rookie salaries from 45000 to 55000 to start, thinking that somehow that's going to stop the ebb and the flow and the uh, desire to exodus uh, the NYPD and move to other parts, especially south of the Mason-Dixon line, where there are police departments who are aggressively recruiting, especially men and women who have done two to three years in the NYPD. And again, it costs $100,000 to recruit, train, vet, and graduate out of College Point, the uh, NYPD brand-new academy, and get them out into the precincts of the city of New York. After two or three years, they're being tracked by police departments, sheriff's departments, county police departments, state police departments all over the United States. They're being tracked and they're being aggressively recruited away from the NYPD. Again, just recently for a sergeant's test for NYPD candidates, there were 10,000 who showed up at the Jacob Javits Center with their sharpened number two pencils. They took their civil service test. They want to move up to be sergeant. And outside, there were 45 different police departments, mostly from down south, who were there to recruit them away. And we are now down to 32,500 police officers, dangerously low, when you realize that you need at least $40,000 to maintain law and order and public safety. And look at what has happened. Another off-duty cop punched in the head on a Queens subway. He was punched over and over Right on the F train platform at Union Turnpike, Q Gardens. No arrest made. Remember in the Upper East Side, an off-duty cop walking his dog, again, attacked randomly like citizens are all the time in the city. Beat him down to the curb. Remember the cop jogging up in Castle Hill while off-duty and a gang jumped out of the car and beat him within an inch of his life. He barely survived in the ICU in Jacoby Hospital. And now the lead story, as you heard... Uh, from uh, Flippin, who talked about the cop, the rookie cop and his partner who were flagged down by a bus driver in Jamaica yesterday. 
There was a guy on the bus who was giving them all kinds of problems. He fled. They chased him. The guy whirled and fired a shot. He hit the cop. Thank God the cop has survived. He's in hospital. And they do not have the suspect. They got pictures, but they do not have the suspect. So with a $10,000 increase for first-time police officers, uh, if they get through the academy, if they graduate, if they're vetted out and they're assigned to a precinct, will the $10,000 boost actually increase recruitment? I got to believe this is more about, as Aretha Franklin sang, respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, which the cops are not getting in the streets of the five boroughs of the city of New York under any condition. And even with a $10,000 boost and other um, ancillary monies uh, that will go to police officers, they're saying to themselves, why do I have to put up with this abuse? I get attacked off duty. I get attacked on duty. I get shot. Boldly and brazenly, I confront criminals and they tell me, F you. If I was a barista behind the counter at a Starbucks, and a person wanted a particular order, let's just say a plain cup with hot coffee, and you're paying $5 for that. The barista gets more respect in New York City in the five worlds than any police officer. That's why they're leaving. The money helps. But look, look at all these situations. Off-duty cops getting attacked at random, just like citizens in New York City. And officers in the line of duty getting shot, and they can't even catch the suspect. What does that tell you about New York City? There's a war on cops, and our elected officials don't have their back. Not Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb in Albany. Not Eric Adams Swaggerman with no plan who spends all of our money on illegal aliens. And most importantly, the city council that is led by the mini-me of AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, cop-hater extraordinaire, leader of the socialists, Tiffany Caban. So if you're a cop, you're deciding, hey, I'm out of here. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Better quit playing with God. Soon as they like you, make them unlike you. It's just people ass is so unlike That's right, Justin uh, Ellick. Uh, you should impale yourself with a menorah. This is Kanye West, anti Semite, and you decide to play this song, I Am a God, Kanye West. But it's so pertinent because Kanye West has begged for forgiveness. He has said that, hey, 
You know, not all Jews are bad. I forget which actor he said. What was that? Uh, I forget the, the actor that he said. Because if Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill's a good Jew, so maybe he's reconsidering that all Jews are not bad. Right, right after the Passover Seder, right? Right after the Passover Seder. Let's get down to it. WABC has become the home of all those who in the aftermath of the unsealing of the indictment and the 34 charges dropped on the former president, Donald Trump's head, we'll call him DJT for these purposes. He's almost been equated to Martin Luther King, MLK, and JFK. Really? We'll get into that probably tomorrow. Oh, that's right. I'm not, I'm not taking off. You got a bunch of people here. They're like, yeah, I'm taking off here. They're using the religious exemption to say they're taking off. They're about as religious as a bone being buried by a dog. But anyway, let's continue. I need my monk chant, Lou, because there's been some blowback. Yesterday, there was a cacophony on WABC of callers who were somehow equating the life and times of Jesus Christ. Not completely, not totally, but being very similar to what? DJT, better known as Donald J. John Trump, is going through as we speak. An inquisition by Alvin Bragg and Democrats all over the country. But I noticed yesterday there was not unanimity. It was not completely all pushed in the direction of Donald Trump being the second coming of Jesus Christ, the Mashiach of the Republican Party. In fact, there was one guy in Forest Hill, Stan, who stood above all others. And he really stuck it to James Golden uh, as part of the tribute to the Jesus Christ of our political system that many of you have anointed as DJT. The comments made by the two women about comparing Donald Trump to Christ is absolutely a damn joke. How, you know, well, well, how... Give me a break, okay? Let's get something straight. Donald, uh, Jesus Christ didn't lie. Jesus Christ didn't fool around with Mary Magdalene. Jesus Christ loved everyone. He didn't, Jesus Christ never took a dime from the Romans. Jesus Christ was the complete honest person. And then we have Donnie from Florida. Different character altogether. Ah. Uh. And that caused a tsunami of response. Bible belters everywhere holding their Bible up, whether it was the Mormon Bible or it was the Bible that you would find in a no-tell motel, Holiday Inn Express. We're citing all kinds of passages, whether it's by Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, Paul, Peter, to indicate that although Donald Trump is not Jesus Christ, he's the closest thing to it. But Stan would not let up as the callers were calling in and they wanted to uh, roast him at the fire. They wanted to burn him at the stake for being a, being a, an infidel, the devil. Let's get something straight about Donald Trump. The only person he likes is the guy in the mirror. He doesn't give a damn about the American people. Never That's has. Never. That is exactly true. <laughs> yeah. He, DeVoe, 
he ran that election. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he lost. He has lied consistently. This case, Wait a like, minute. I don't want to talk this, about the whole election stuff. I because... agree with you. Padre Spiritus Santum. Immediately, people were referring to Stan as if he were a Pharisee, calling for the death of Jesus Christ, DJT. Not Barabbas, but DJT through crucifixion. And then, I don't know, like a knee-jerk reaction, some of our talk show hosts decided to uh, slap back at Stan and others who had had enough of the religiosity and they quoted Marjorie Taylor Greene. Remember, never trust anybody with three names, but she has become the face of the Republican Party. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus, Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, yep. he's done everything right. He's done everything right. He's perfect. By the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene, obviously, whatever Christian religion you were brought into, weren't you taught that Jesus died for our sins so that we would be absolved of our sins? Whether it was by Romans, Jews, whether it was by barbarians, it wouldn't have mattered. He was sacrificing himself for us. So whoever killed him was just the instrument of what was needed to be done to absolve us of our sins. But everybody seems to forget that. In fact, I think Noam Layden and Justin Ellick will be hiding tomorrow. They won't be coming in because they're going to think us Gentiles are going to be having flashbacks and launching pogroms against them. I know already you're putting in for days off. But anyway, let's get back to the rest of the callers who are totally outraged by what Stan the Man and Forest Hills had to say. Catholics, this is the 40 days of Lent that commemorates the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert. Uh, during that time, he was tempted by the enemy, who most people call the devil. I don't even like to use the D word. Um, while he was waiting for his crucifixion and then to rise. Um, the, the Bible at Mass during Lent focuses on the 40 days. It's from the Book of Wisdom. Those that they, they find people to be obnoxious that are talking about morals uh, and issues and turning away from sinfulness. And I'm equating this to what they're doing to Donald Trump. I'm, by no means am I saying that he it belongs to be kept in the same company as Jesus, but the actions and the behaviors toward him and, as Donald Trump said, toward his supporters, they're being attacked. We are all being attacked. Donald Trump is not the only one. We need to pray for our country, and we need to pray for President Donald John Trump. Oh. DJT is like MLK, like JFK. Lou, can I go back to the infamous Stan, the man from uh, Forest Hills, who lit the fire of outrage from our many listeners and callers by not agreeing that... Donald Trump was almost, almost the equal of uh, Jesus Christ. Please, uh, Lou, again, number two, number two. 
the comments made by the two women about comparing Donald Trump to Christ is absolutely a damn joke. How, you know, well, well, how, give me a break, okay? Let's get something straight. Donald, uh, Jesus Christ didn't lie. Mm. Jesus Christ didn't fool around with Mary Magdalene. Jesus Christ loved everyone. He didn't, Jesus Christ never took a dime from the Romans. Jesus Christ was the complete honest person. And then we have Donnie from Florida. Different character altogether. Different character altogether. But you know, so outraged was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Never trust anybody with three names. That not only did she appear outside the courthouse in downtown Manhattan for the unsealing of the indictment and the arraignment of the former president. She was joined by George Santos, three snaps up drag queen for three years in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, what a duo. Like Ike and Mike, right? It's like <laughs> heckle and jekyll. But could I hear one more time the defense of Donald Trump as being Christ-like by the person who may end up being his vice presidential running mate if he wins the Republican uh, presidential primary? I really hope not. But just in case, Marjorie Taylor Green. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus, Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, yep. he's done everything right. He's done everything right, nothing wrong. And the battle in the gladiator pit in Rome between Stan from Forest Hills and Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest of you will continue. But let me make mention that there is a man who has arisen, who has resurrected the uh, brand of the Kennedy family, which has been in massive disrepute when we realize that it was not the story of Camelot. It was the story of decadence, debauchery, of the worst imaginable conduct that ever took place in the White House by both uh, John F. Kennedy, the president, his attorney general, uh, who was Robert F. Kennedy, and, of course, Ted Kennedy. But now another Kennedy has emerged, the nephew of President John F. Kennedy and the son of his slain brother, Robert F. Kennedy, to launch a challenge against Joe Biden, RFK Jr. And although uh, I've met RFK Jr. over the years, in fact, we were at the South Street Seaport Lou, and he was holding a fundraiser for his organization that fought for clean water in the Hudson. And they did an excellent job, I might add. You can now actually drink the water in the Hudson. Back then, with all the PCPs, you would have radiated in the dark. He challenged me to swim across the East River to the Brooklyn side. Now, we know one thing the Kennedys do well, right, is swim, especially Ted. Uh, they swim even while they're drunk and half in the bag. And as you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had a serious, serious drug problem in his early years. He challenged me to swim across the East River. And my wife at the time, Lisa, said, are you nuts? Look at that undertow. Look at that. You'll never make it. This guy, he could be a professional swimmer. That's what the Kennedys do. I was ready. 
And then all of a sudden they dragged Robert F. Kennedy Jr. away. He probably remembers that. But I salute him for running against Joe Biden because we don't want a coronation in the Democratic primary. Let the political battles begin. This is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. How many around the world will be praising Jesus by name? In fact, if you were to actually look at the time differential, the Last Supper would be taking place approximately uh, maybe an hour or two from this time, East Coast time in America, on this Thursday night. It was uh, the Passover Seder because, remember, all of them were Jews. There were no Christians yet. And I was thinking to myself, uh, after the shock of all shock, that Giuliani's cousins are holding a fundraiser for Eric Adams. I mean, they had two Judases, a guy named Rudy Giuliani, who I've met, and his uh, cousin Catherine, uh, they're married. Oh, my God, what are traditors? It seems like treachery is in the air. And remember, it was through the Gospel of Mark. Although we didn't know what the motive of Judas was as the 12th apostle, Jesus predicted this. Remember how he predicted it to his apostles? Remember, I'm not talking about Mel Gibson's uh, version. I'm talking about the biblical version. So let's think about this. Who would be Mark, the one who wrote the gospel? That would be Mark Levin. He would be sitting at the table as one of Donald Trump's DJT's uh, apostles. And no doubt there would be Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Dick Morris and Larry Kudlow and, of course, my Kumbadachich, Rudy Giuliani, who I hope will straighten his his family out. He's holding a fundraiser for Eric Adams. Oh, my God, what a bunch of traitors. Oh, Oh, God, give them hell, please. Greg Kelly, obviously, uh, he's going to sit at the table. Steve Bannon, you got uh, what? Joe Tacopina, uh, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke, can Kanye West sit at the table? We need diversity, you know, nowadays. We need diversity. Look, even the three kings. I had one of the three kings who came to the baby Jesus when he was in the, the manger and swaddling cloth because there was no room in the inn. Remember, there was the carpenter Joseph was the Blessed Virgin Mother, a.k.a. the Lady of Guadalupe. Even one of the three kings was black. I got I, I to gotta put Kanye West in there. I realize uh, I got since ever since he apologized for being an anti-Semite. And then, of course, the 12th chair is empty. It's the chair of Michael Cohen, the Judas. 
But in advance of this extended uh, Passover from the 5th, that was last night, to Passover Seder, to the 15th, and then obviously tonight, uh, which would be uh, the Last Supper, and then tomorrow, uh, Good Friday. By the way, Noam Laden and Justin Ellick, you better hide tomorrow. We might have flashbacks, us righteous Gentiles. And then, of course, the resurrection on Sunday. John Katsimatidis was on this morning, substituting for... Sid Rosenberg, and this is what he had to say about the weekend lineup. Curtis is going for the record. Oh, Co- Curtis is the one going for the record. For the record. Okay. Well, well, when when the bi- when the bosses, the both of you, when you guys put in the hours that you do, I but it's, a, be it's a little unfair advantage for Curtis because he kind of lives here too. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis is going to be on this weekend, uh, uh, tomorrow night, all day uh, Friday, Friday night. How do you feel? Thursday night, Friday morning, yep. Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday day. That's right. Monday, I mean, I think I lose track. And why is that? I mean, you can't dial WABC on the weekend without hearing Curtis. That's right, because we keep it live, right? Live John? and local. Always live. And live and local. You know, local. the one thing Curtis does, I'm listening to him at 3 o'clock in the morning. I hear him yelling. Don't you dare fall asleep. <laughs> Don't you dare fall asleep. He won't let you fall asleep. It's great. We've actually had the listeners write in and say, tell them to stop because i got to sleep. <laughs> right, right, literally. There'll be plenty of time to sleep when we're all dead because that's all you get a chance to do. Full page ad in today's New York Post. I dominate from cover to cover. To John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis, they put a full page ad out talking about how I'm on WABC, which is always broadcasting, Curtis, especially this weekend. 